Hello and welcome to Stories from My Journey podcast. I'm Wendy Farha. I'm a believer and have been for more than 40 years. Does that mean I'm really old? As I look back, there are situations in my life where God has shown up, made himself real to me, and taught me many important things in the midst of difficulties. I've created this podcast in hopes that my stories will edify, encourage, and inspire you to seek a deeper relationship with him. There will always be some laughs along with those stories, as well as many of the songs I've written. So follow along with me as I share my journey with you. Hey everybody, my name is Wendy Farha, and evidently I'm a podcaster. This is my very first time launching into the podcast world, and I'm so glad that you are here along on this journey with me. It's an adventure. I'm a singer, songwriter, comedian, and speaker, and I love to share joy with people. My last name, Farha, is Arabic. My grandparents are from Damascus, Syria. They came over in 1903, and they settled in New York. There's a place in New York called Ellis Island, where last I heard, 100 million Americans can trace their roots back to Ellis Island, people coming from all over the world and entering at that port where they were scrutinized and their health was checked, and they were granted entrance into the country of their dreams So my grandparents came over in 1903 on the ships. They, I think they were on separate ships because they didn't know each other yet. They met in a factory in New York City and they got married and then they said, it's not cold enough here in New York. Let's move to Canada. So they moved to Montreal and that's where my dad was born in 1917. And yeah, Farha is an Arabic word meaning joy. And here I am, a comedian. What are the odds? My life has not been full of joy until very recently. I had a lot of pain. Growing up, like all of us, we have a story of pain somewhere in our lives. And I found life really, really hard. I got to 50 years old and I still didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. I used to ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I was looking for ideas, (laughs) hoping they could give me some fresh ideas. But, um, well, let me me go back a little bit and I'll tell you my story. One day uh, in one of my podcasts, I'll tell you the the whole shebang. But for now, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. I accepted Christ when I was 18 years old. And that was in 1978. So now, if you're good at math, you'll know how old I am. As soon as I accepted Christ, I began writing songs. I had asked the Lord before I gave my life over to him. And when I say I gave my life over to him, I don't mean I became a nun or something like that. I just mean that I yielded control of my life. And I said, Lord, if you're there, I want to know you. I want to know you're real. And if you're real, I'll follow you. So I I don't mean to be irreverent, but I said to the Lord, if you're there, I'm giving you a week (laughs) to show up in my life, because if you're not real, I don't want to follow you. And so I realized that during that week, some things were, some fundamental things were happening. I had been a kleptomaniac. 
I don't even know how to spell that. But yeah, I had learned how to steal from a, a kid, another girl, when I was 11 years old. And I could not go into a store without stealing something. I was just addicted to stealing. Oh, it was so bad. And I would steal little things and then it escalated and I was stealing clothes and putting them on over under my own clothes and walking out. And back then, in the olden days, in my day, we didn't have those tags that were on, are, are on all the clothes today. So you didn't set off any alarms when you left, right? And I would steal jean jackets and pants and everything. And my mom would say, oh, you have so many nice clothes. Where are you getting them? And I'm like, oh, Donna's giving them to me. And my mother, never dreaming her little angel would do anything so awful. She said, oh, that's so nice of Donna. So <laughs> my mom was a little in the clouds, uh, head in the clouds. And during that week that I asked God to show up, I just realized how wrong it was to steal. I mean, I knew it in my head, but suddenly I couldn't steal anymore. I just knew that was it. It was over. And um, what else happened? I stopped swearing. I noticed that my potty mouth cleaned up um, during that week. And I began reading the Bible, which I thought had been such a boring book. Oh my goodness, I just couldn't make head or tail of it. And then I think you're supposed to say heads or tails, heads or tails of it. But that week I began reading it and these verses would just start jumping out at me as if they were written just for me. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. The Bible's written for me. And uh, I can't remember any specific verses, but boy, I just thought these verses are really speaking to me. But the biggest thing, I think, I mean, and that was huge to have the word of God speaking to me, but the biggest thing apart from that was that I began writing songs. Now I had learned how to uh, play guitar when I was 16. The year I graduated high school, we grad, like I'm from Montreal, Quebec, and which is in Canada, if you're not listening in North America, you might not know where Quebec is. I mean, Quebec's this French, mostly French-speaking province, and I'm mostly English-speaking. I speak some French, but I make lots of mistakes. I had learned to play guitar in high school, just after high school, just after graduating high school. Uh, there was a summer school, and I learned how to play guitar. And I had been singing since I was five. The first time I ever sung was sang, sung, sang, sung, song, sang. First time I ever did a song ha, was when I was five. My dad took me to visit my grandmother who was in a mostly Arabic-speaking old-age home, and I sang The Sound of Music. And I think I had a little frilly dress on, and I spun around, just like Julie Andrews on the hill, because I had seen The Sound of Music by then, and I loved it. I just loved to sing. They often say that if you want to know what you should be when you grow up, go back and think about what you loved to do when you were five, or six, or eight. Those childhood inclinations that come out when you're not editing yourself. What did you love to do when you were a kid? Were you the housemaker, the homemaker? Were you playing and cooking on your little stove? You know, I never wanted to be a mom. I never wanted to have kids. I never wanted to cook. And I never, I don't think I ever had one of those little, they were like real, real stoves, right? Or ovens, I should say, oven. They really cooked things. It was so cool. I had no interest in that. I wanted to like ride horses and 
I can't remember. I had dolls, but then when I got older, I just didn't want to be a mom. And I never have been a mom, although I do have a cat, Mia. So there's that. Anyway, I was singing um, even at five and then the Carpenters. Oh, Richard and Karen Carpenter. They were huge back then. Top of the World and all the other songs that they used to sing. Of course, I'm over 60 now, so my mind's gone blank and I can't remember any of them. But you at home there or in the car, you can remember all the songs if you're old enough that the Carpenters sang. So I would sing along with Karen Carpenter. I really should say that Karen Carpenter taught me how to sing. (laughs) And Barbara Streisand, I would sing along with her. And, um, you know, it was pretty decent. But here I was, I graduated high school, and then the summer school was in a high school, another high school, Beaconsfield High School in Beaconsfield, Quebec. And that's where I learned to play guitar. And one day the teacher asked if we would like to sing when we played our homework. I think we had learned how to play House of the Rising Sun and Farewell to Nova Scotia. And nobody wanted to sing because most people are terrified to do anything in front of a crowd. And I don't know about now, but years ago, that was the number one thing that people were afraid of was speaking in front of people, public speaking. So I volunteered to sing and I sang, I think it was Farewell to Nova Scotia, while I played it on my guitar. And when I was done, people were like, wow, you have a really good voice. And it was probably the first time I'd had an audience since I was five and did Sound of Music. And um, so I was like, really? I I think I was surprised. So that's when I started singing and playing guitar when I was 16, but I never wrote a song until that week that I surrendered my life to the Lord. And that's when... It all happened. The comedy part came quite a bit later, I think when I was 40. So my friends told me I was always funny. I remember being funny as a teenager, but there was so much heartache in my 20s and 30s that I don't remember having too much fun. But when I was 40, I was diagnosed with clinical depression and got on some meds, antidepressants, and I remember thinking, okay, I need to start adding comedy to my life just so that I can keep myself up. Like the meds are going to do some, but I have to do the heavy lifting too. And I have to find things in life to, to laugh at and I have to work on my attitude. So that's how the comedy started coming into the very, very few shows that I did when I was in my 40s. And people said, hmm, that really works. The comedy really works. And I'm like, really? So I guess... I'm almost surprised, you know, I was surprised when people said I had a good voice and I was surprised when people said I was funny. So, you know, it's kind of neat that when you have a gift, you'll get feedback from people around you. Some people say, I don't know what my gift is. Well, try to listen and try new things. Sooner or later, people are going to go, hmm, you're really good at that. Or, wow, you really have a heart for that, for loving people or for caring about people. I think the feedback we get is often a strong indicator of what we are meant to do, called to do. So that's it for me. That's my introduction to who I am. And I hope you're going to join me for my future episodes. We're going to unpack a lot of stuff. I'm going to tell you about some stories, my God stories that I've had over the years. I think I have about 50 of them. I started writing them down. You might have some too, but you know, if we don't write them down, sometimes memory plays tricks on us and we forget what God has done in our lives. And 
So I've really committed to writing stuff down. I'm going to close with a song I wrote called Waiting. It's a song that's in my intro and my outro. And I came out of my house one day and looked across the street and up at the balcony and I saw this man and his wife, probably in their 70s or 80s, sitting in rocking chairs, just rocking back and forth, watching the traffic go by. And, you know, people can be sitting in their rocking chairs contentedly. And then there's people who can sit rocking in their chairs, looking aimless. And that, that was this. They were really looking aimless. And I thought, it's so sad. There's so many things in the world that we could be doing. So many people that need help. So many agencies that need volunteers. And here's this couple, maybe they couldn't volunteer, who knows, but I thought they look like they're waiting to die. They look like they have no purpose and nothing to do in life and they're just sitting there waiting to die. It was so sad and it was a reminder to me that we need to have purpose in our lives. That's what gives our lives meaning. And we don't always have purpose. I went years without knowing what my purpose was and trying to find this and trying to find that. And I know a lot of you could relate to that. You think you've found it and then you just think, huh, eh, it doesn't really feel like me. I wish I had something I could throw my whole self into. Um, and so this song is called Waiting. And if you listen to the words, you'll hear my feelings at the time. Dreaming in 
imagining the things that might have been, but you'll never move on that way. You'll be bitter in the end, my friend. What are you waiting for? Please tell me. What are you waiting for? I need to know. What are you waiting for? Please tell me. What are you waiting for? I need to know. What are you for joining me this week on Stories from My Journey podcast. Find out more about me by visiting my website. That's at www.wendyhaha.com. Don't you just love my website name? And if you'd like to comment on anything you've heard today, send me a message through my email address, wendy at wendyhaha.com. If you know somebody who'd appreciate this podcast, please tell them about it. Good news deserves to be shared. God bless and see you next time.